Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Uh, we're going to be starting in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 4. And I'm going to be actually reading out of the English Standard Version. Typically, we read out of the NIV. Um, but today, today, we're going to read out of the ESV for the sake of um, 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 the text, how it explains the topic we're going to talk about today. So if you have your Bibles with you, you can look there, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 4. If not, we'll have it up here on the screen. If you want to go ahead and put that up, that'd be great. Oh, they're still working on it. Okay, if you have, everyone has a Bible. If you don't, you can turn it on. If not, I'm going to read it out loud here. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 4. It says this. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus. Are you thankful for the grace of Jesus today? Verse 5. That in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge. Even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 7, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. My friends, there will come a day when we will all stand before the Lord and the word that we want to be able to hear is, well done, my good and faithful servants. And what's wonderful about Jesus Christ is that he is the one who has the sustaining strength. He's the one who has the strength to sustain us day by day by day. The Christian life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. It is a long journey, unless the Lord comes back tomorrow morning, which wouldn't that be amazing, amen? But if, we, if, if, if the Lord tarries, our journey ahead of us is a long one, and there's gonna be peaks and valleys, high times, low times, joyful times, discouragements, victories, losses. But what the Lord desires is what the Apostle Paul said. He said, listen, I long that I can, my goal is that I can present everyone before the Lord fully mature in Jesus Christ. That God, that we wouldn't just make it into heaven. That we wouldn't just say, okay, we, we, meaning like, okay, we're, we're just going to struggle through this Christian life and we're going to kind of make it. No, God wants us to be able to be victorious. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. God wants us to be able to live life and live life to the fullest. How many want to live life to the fullest that God has for you? Amen? Defeatist Christianity is not the, what the Lord has for us, but there's this idea of victory and of fullness. However, we are but dust of the earth. These are, we are very weak vessels. We are like jars of clay is what the Bible talks about. Broken jars of clay at that. And when we're born again and Christ comes to live within us, we have access to what, if you look here at verse 8, is this sustaining grace. If you, I think they have it now. If you could put this up, verse 8, look here. Who will sustain? Can we all say sustain? Sustain you to the end. Because, you see, we have to see our journey not just with what do I have today, but God, 
I'm believing that you're going to help me to finish well. When I was in um, Bible school, they had a statistic that 80% of, at, this, at, that, at that time, it was 80% of ministers who start off in the ministry don't finish. 80%. It was kind of startling. 80% of those who, when they're young men or young women, they start and they say, I'm going to follow Jesus, whether it's ministry, missions or, or pastoral work or what have you. It was 70 to 80% of them do not, when, when they get to the end of their life, they are no longer doing the Lord's work in that regard. Some of it is for a variety of reasons. Some of it is because of moral failure. Some of it's just because of the stress of life they had to give up. Some of it, you know, their families uh, were just, unfortunately, challenges there. So I remember I was, I got on my knees one day and I said, Lord, I said, God, just being successful and all that, that's not what we want. But Lord, my prayer, do whatever it takes so that you can sustain me to the end. And I began to realize as a Christian, that is a key prayer. God, give us what we need so we can finish well. How many of you want to finish well in Jesus? Amen? Finishing well is important. Time is flying by. Have you noticed that? It's already almost May of 2017. Okay? The Cubs won the World Series a year ago. Okay? (laughs) Things happen fast, quick. The pace of life, it's increasing The Bible says in the book of Daniel, part of the prophecy of the times that we're going to live in, it says that in the end, men will run to and fro throughout the earth and knowledge will increase. And it's kind of this picture that as as the days become closer to the return of the Lord, we don't know the day or the hour, but as they become closer, the pace of life is going to quicken. Knowledge is going to increase. I don't think uh, three, four thousand years ago that Daniel even could have imagined Google. That you could go on a thing type in virtually whatever topic you are interested in, and you can instantly get what you needed. You can get, quote, the knowledge you needed. And so the days that we're living in, they require a certain type of grace, and it's what I'm calling sustaining grace. So if you look at this verse, if you look at the word sustain, he will sustain, this is actually the word, the Greek word, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but I'll give it a shot. Oh, I will. It's called bebio, okay? So I want to give it to you. But this is, this, is, this is a picture of literally what it says. It says it's to increase inner strength. So being sustained comes through an increase of inner strength. Interesting. So it's not external strength, but that there is an increase of strength on the inside, meaning last month I had this much strength on the inside of my life, but if I'm going to finish well next month, I need this much strength on the inside of my life. Inner strength, depression, anxiety, addictions, all of the things that plague not just unbelievers, but believers, a lot of it has to do with the inner life of the Christian. Not necessarily the external life, but the life on the inside. And what the Apostle Paul here is saying is that there is an increase of inner strength. God wants to give us day by day by day an increase of strength on the inside. How many of you could really use a fresh dose of inner strength today? Amen? I know I can. We're going to actually pray at the end of this meeting in a little bit that God would increase our inner strength. That's the title of the message today is increase of inner 
strength. God, give us, give us increase our inner strength. That's the prayer. Our prayer today, as we leave, we're going to pray in a minute as we leave through the week, is God, increase my inner strength. Sometimes we pray for wisdom. Sometimes we pray for direction. Sometimes we pray for answers. But a key to finishing well in the Lord is that the strength on the inside would grow and expand. The Apostle Paul said this. He said, listen, physical training is of some value. You know, working out, running, walking, that idea of going to the gym. Physical training is of some value. But the training for godliness has value both today and in the age to come. An amazing passage. Meaning that when we are strengthened today, there is something that we're actually built up for eternity. Something wonderful about that. So I want to do is I want to walk through two, two kind of main subjects of how is it that our strength is, 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 is increased on the inside. Well, one of them, one of the ways that our strength is increased is what I want to call it's through strength deposits. So the first thing is strength is deposited. Look at this passage in Luke 22 that gives us a picture of the Lord himself. Talking about Jesus, says he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, he knelt down and he prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. And an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Now we have to remember, Jesus Christ is our pioneer of faith. He's the forerunner. He's the one who went ahead of us to model what our day-to-day Christian life should look like. And so if Jesus himself needed to be strengthened from the out, that something had to, had to come upon him to strengthen him, how many of you say that it's a good model that we could get fresh strength from the Lord? Amen? Amen? Strength is deposited. Now let's look at Ephesians as well. Paul's saying, this, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit, in your inner being, in your inner, can we say inner, inner being. And, and the reason why I'm going I'm to, you're going to hear the word internal, inner, inside for a lot of the part of this message. And the reason is, is because something can subtly sometimes sneak in with us as followers of the Lord, where we can start to kind of fall into this outside in living versus inside out living. Let me say it in a different way. There's an old song that says, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a joy in my life. I'm not going to sing it, but I wish I could. And religion, and maybe you grew up in a, in, a, in a Christian tradition or another faith tradition that talked about, you know what? you got to do everything right on the outside, and then you'll become strong on the inside. If you follow all the rules, if you do all the right things, if you go all to the right places, that's going to guarantee you strength on the inside. That is religion, not New Testament Christianity. Okay? New Testament Christianity is flipped. Receive strength on the inside so then you can then walk and deal with the things on the outside. Okay? It's strength that is deposited from the Holy Spirit. You can't get this strength from any person. You can't get it from a spouse 
You can't get it from a friend. You can't get it from a relationship. You cannot get it from a job. You cannot get it from education. You cannot get it through your bank account. Christians have fallen prey saying, if I get to this place, this relationship, this area of success, then I'm going to be strong. No, that's American theology, not biblical theology, okay? Biblical theology says, listen, you don't need to arrive anywhere. You need to position yourself and ask, oh God, would you strengthen me in the intervening by your Holy Spirit? Strength is deposited by the Lord. Deposited by the Lord. There are very, very important moments. And we're going to pray for that here today. Maybe you say, you know what, I need a supernatural impartation of strength today. I don't know how I'm going to get through what's going to come around tomorrow. I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. I feel everything in me says run away. Maybe you're here today. Maybe today was your last stop. Maybe you barely made it to the 1230 service. And you said, if I don't hear from God today, I'm going to maybe quit or throw in the towel. Well, maybe the word of the Lord to you today is don't quit because God has all the strength that you need for tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worries of its own, by the way. He's got it taken care of. Just say, God, you are the eternal, mighty, strong God. If the Lord could create the universe with the word of his power, surely he can give you the strength that you need in your soul. If God was able to part the Red Seas when his entire people were backed up against it, surely God can calm and bring into alignment the things that are happening on the inside of your life. There's a supernatural deposit that God will give, and that's a very important place and a great place to ask and to pray. There's a man of God named Charles Price, and if you want a really, really great book on this idea of depositing, it's, it's called The Real Faith. His name's Charles Price. Wasn't a perfect man. Nobody was, but this was a, the, the idea of strength being deposited. He, the Lord really helped him in this. And he was traveling around and ministering I think he said like, I think it was seven or ten different services in a week. And he was, su- he was super tired. He was exhausted. And um, this was back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, around that time. And people were pulling from him, and his energy was completely drained. And the story goes, as he was sitting in a small little room, so imagine uh, an old, like a sanctuary like this, but, you know, a hundred years ago, there was wood walls, and he was sitting in a room, and he was just praying, and he said, God, I do not know how I'm going to go out there and even talk to these people. Maybe you've been there. You're like maybe sitting in your car, you got to walk in and have a meeting. Maybe you, you're about ready to have to pick up a phone, you're about having to face something, and you're at that place where you're at the end of yourself, and you're saying, God, I have no idea how I'm going to get through this. Have you ever been there before? You're at the brink of, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Well, Great men of God have been there and women of God in the ages, and, and so this is to encourage you. So he was sitting there, and he's just saying, and, and, then, and then the host of the meeting came in and told him, Brother Price, and sometimes this was meant to encourage him, but it actually didn't. He said, Brother Price, I think this, there's over 50 or 100 people here who are, who are ready for you to lay hands upon them to receive healing. And he's sitting there, and he he, he said, that was the end of me. He said, I, he's like, he just sunk to the floor, and the guy left, and he fell out of the floor under the weight of God. There's no way I could stand up and talk to these people, much less pray for healing for them. And he, he articulated, he said it was at that point that the Lord spoke to him just like he did to the Apostle Paul. He said, listen, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And he said, if you don't have strength, 
why not ask for mine? And that is important for us. Sometimes we're like, God, I'm so tired. And the Lord says, well, why not ask for my energy? Lord, I don't have any strength to carry on. And the Lord says, well, why not ask for my strength to carry on? Lord, I don't have any words to say. God says, well, why don't you ask for my words to say? Sometimes he brings us to the end of ourselves so we can position ourselves to say, God, I need you to deposit fresh strength in my life. So that's the first thing. So there's two ways that, st- that we become strong. Remember, the idea here we're going to pray about is God increase our inner strength. So inner strength for day-to-day living, inner strength to finish well comes through strength deposits. But then secondly, there's another way that this happens. And unfortunately, we don't always get to choose. <laughs> Have you ever been with the Lord saying, "Wish God, I, I wanted to choose the other idea, not this one, Lord. And it's like, no, no, this is the one I'm going to give you. So we all would love to have the strength deposit, and we're going to pray for that. But there's another way that strength is developed, and that's, that's what it is. Strength is not only deposited, strength is developed. Can we say developed? And this becomes the kind of the growing up Christianity, you know. It's, it's the, there's, there's moments where God's like, you know what? I know you want the download. I know you want the deposit. I know you want the supernatural impartation of my strength. He said, but I, sometimes God says, I have a different path for you on this one. I'm not going to deposit my strength. I'm going to develop strength in your heart. So let's look, how many of you can say amen? You're like, oh, that's not what I wanted to hear. Okay, but it's all right. This is the nature of Christianity. Strength is deposited and Strength is developed. Remember, we want to finish well. And the Lord knows what you're going to face in five years. The Lord knows what you're going to face next month. You don't know. I don't know. So we have to say, okay, God, I trust that you are, have me on a path because you want me to finish well. And sometimes we can get frustrated with the Lord and say, God, I don't want to go through this journey. I want, I want the instant strength. I want the instant grace. I want the instant answer. And God says, I know, but that's not what's best for you. There's a huge giant that you have to fight next year, and i got to get you ready. There's going to be an attack against your marriage, an attack against your family. I need to get you ready. There's going to be an attack against your destiny. There's going to be a crazy temptation that's going to come your way. The devil has come and he's asked to sift you as wheat, even as he did for Job. And the Lord is saying, I'm going to get you ready. I know what tomorrow holds, so be at peace with my process. And sometimes the way the Lord brings us through is not through a supernatural deposit, an instant deposit, even though that's what we love, and there are moments for that. He brings us through a process of development even when it comes to our strength. So three things, and then we're going to pray together when it comes to our strength being developed. How is our strength developed? Well, first of all, this is not the funnest one, but it's true. Strength is developed through pressure. Can we all say pressure? 2 Corinthians 1.8, Paul says this, We do not want you to be uninformed brothers and sisters which means us, let's not be caught unaware, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure. Can we say pressure? Far beyond our ability to endure. This is one of the greatest men of God of all the Christianity, and he's saying we were under incredible pressure beyond even what we could handle. Oh my goodness, you mean the apostle Paul couldn't handle it? It must have been tough. And he even said, so that we despaired of life itself. They're like, is it even worth living? If you've ever asked yourself that question, is this even worth it? You're in good company. 
Verse 9, indeed, we, oh, it gets even better, right? Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. Okay, look up here. Okay, so he says, we experience trouble. You're like, okay, that's tough. Then he says, we're under great pressure. We can't handle it. Okay, that's even worse. And then he says, okay, now we're getting like, we want our, our life to end. You're like, Paul, you like somewhat suicidal? He's like, well, it's a tough situation. You're like, that's really, really difficult. Okay, I'm not speaking light of that, but that's very difficult. And then he even says, it feels like God wanted us to die. Now, everyone here may not have been through this before, but maybe you've been at a place in your life that you felt God was actually working against you. And you felt, God, are you out to get me? And the devil loves to prey on that thought. God, are you out to hurt me? Are you out to harm me? I'm despairing. I, I, don't, I don't understand this. Sometimes we can get all twisted up because our faith is like, Lord, I thought you're good and you loved me, and he is, but how could you allow me to go through such a great difficulty? How could you allow this to happen, Lord? Well, the Apostle Paul is saying, listen, we felt like we received the death sentence. If you could put that back up, but then here's the good news. Look at the end of verse 9. But this happened, that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. God led them through the valley of the shadow of death so that they would learn not to rely on their own strength. Paul and his companions, that they would learn to rely on the God who raises the dead. You know why? For us here today, God wants to develop your, your inner strength and he wants to, so one of the ways he does it is through pressure. Pressure. Now, we're living in a day where we're taught avoid pressure. Run away. You don't need pressure. You can, you can find your destiny another way. You don't need to go through that. Sometimes pressure is God's way. Sometimes there's no other way around it than saying, okay, Lord, if you want to bring me through the valley of the shadow of death, just as the psalmist said, I guess I'm going to fear no evil and I'm going to trust that you're with me, Lord. God, I feel like this is incredibly difficult. Maybe you're here today and you are going through the midnight of the soul. You are in a dark, dark place and you don't understand what is happening. Well, I want to encourage you today that your father truly does love you. He is near to you even if you can't feel him. And one of the things that might be happening is pressure is coming upon you because he's saying, listen, I want to increase your strength. I want to make you stronger. And we might, you might be tempted to take a shortcut. You might be tempted to get out from underneath it. But today, maybe your prayer is, God, give me peace under the pressure. Give me patience under this pressure. God, help me. Give me the strength because I, I don't see tomorrow. I don't see next month, but you do. So, Lord, if you want this pressure in my life, God, I submit it to you. And here's, here's what happens. When you surrender and you say, God, if this pressure you wanted to stand, when you surrender that to the Lord, the moment God wants that pressure relieved, guess what he'll do? That pressure will be gone in an instant. We don't know when, but the Lord knows. So strength is developed through pressure. Second thing, how many can say amen to pressure, all right? Uh, come on, get off that one. Get move, move. The other thing, strength is developed, and this is important as well, strength is developed through good nutrition. 
So just like in the natural, if we eat junk, we're not going to be at our peak capacity and our peak strength. Strength is developed through good spiritual nutrition. This is a this is a wonderful passage out of Isaiah 55. It says, come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy and wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest fare. Okay, so another way that strength is developed is through good spiritual nutrition. Good spiritual nutrition. And this is an element where we have to take an aspect of our own responsibility with this and say, Lord, you want, there's things ahead I know you want to strengthen me in, and, and God, I, I want to become healthier. So my question for you today is, what are you feeding yourself? What are, you, what are we taking in? Sometimes we're weak, and we feel like we're out of strength because we're feeding on all the wrong stuff. If we eat junk food all the time, our bodies are gonna react negatively. Sometimes we could take things into our soul that is, it actually weakens, up, weakens us and does not strengthen us. This is not meant to be legalistic, but it's meant for us to be honest today. Maybe you're feeling a little weak and it's not because some, some external pressure that is upon you or the Lord has brought you into something, it might be because of your diet, your spiritual diet. And it's a good place to come back to and say, Lord, I don't want to feast on the things of this world. I want to feast on the things of your kingdom, Lord. I want to come to you and I want to receive from you the things that, that, that will not only satisfy but will truly nourish and strengthen my heart. Strength is developed through good nutrition. And lastly, Strength is developed, this is, a, this is a good one, strength is developed through rest. Strength is developed through rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Can we say rest? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So strength is not only developed through pressure, strength is not only developed through good nutrition, but strength is developed through rest. Rest. Rest can be very hard. Just maybe, let's be honest. How many of you rest is a little bit difficult? So just kind of calm down and stop moving around. Four of you. Okay, wow, congratulations. Everyone's great at resting. Let me rephrase it. Let me, let me get a little closer to home. How many of you, when you actually come to your time with God, instead of resting in Him, can become very distracted in your mind and your spirit? Okay, yes. See, well, I'm talking, when we're talking about rest, I'm not necessarily talking about going to Florida, even though that's all nice, okay? I talked about this a couple months ago. You can go on a vacation and spend all the money and thinking I need, quote, rest. But if you don't really connect with the Lord, you can come back more stressed out than when you left. You get, that plane starts landing and something's not right. Why? Because there is a, this is more than physical rest. There is a spiritual rest for the soul that we need to learn to rest every day. Our, when, we, when we're connecting with the Lord and we're spending time with the Lord, are we coming to God 
and just complaining about our burdens? Or are we taking our burdens and just laying them at his feet and just sitting back and saying, Lord, I'm going to find my rest in you. You promised that there will be rest for my soul. Can you put that text back up for a second? Look here. He says, he says I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The world knows where to go to find physical rest. But we as God's people, one of the ways we become strong, and a very important way that we become strong, is by finding rest in the presence of the Lord. And maybe for you here today, you need God to really help you in this area. Because sometimes if we don't learn how to unwind in the presence of God and be still before him and unpack our stuff and lay it at his feet, that becomes, it can wear us down to the point of discouragement, defeat, and even to the point sometimes that we want to run away. Strength is developed through rest and being able to say, God, I don't feel strong and maybe one of the reasons I don't feel strong is because I'm carrying all of these things. There's something called the Messiah complex. How many of you ever heard that? Showing hands, somebody, maybe, okay. Among counselors and Christian counselors, this idea of a Messiah complex is sometimes someone in a relationship, someone who somebody will actually take on a burden of somebody else thinking that they have to fix it. And there are good godly people that, that have taken on burdens upon their heart and their life that they're not supposed to. And I call, we call it a Messiah complex because sometimes good godly Christian people can walk into situations and think, I've got to come in and save the day. Maybe you're the patriarch of your family. Maybe you're the person that everybody goes to with their problems. Maybe you're the person that gets the phone call when, you know, uh, Sister Sally or cousin or auntie or uncle or whatever has a problem. They call you. And if you're not careful, and I've seen this many times with good, godly people who mean to do well, you could start taking burdens upon your heart that Jesus never said to take on. And you can, in the name of, in the name of help, in the name of support, in the name of carrying each other's burdens, as the Bible says, sometimes we can cross a line and we actually don't even realize we start to do Jesus' job. Or we try to do Jesus' job. And some burdens are, can become very hard to see and some stress can become very hard to identify because you're like, I'm good. Well, you're good, but you're carrying everybody else's burdens. And the Lord is saying, listen, even other people's burdens, you need to lay those down. You can't change them. I will change them. That's what we call by a Messiah complex. So there's a lot of different places and different ways we might be here today. But the Lord, I want to pray now. We want to pray that God would deposit and would develop our strength. Let's all stand to our feet and close your eyes. Father, we thank you today for new strength and new grace for the season that we're in, Lord. God, we thank you that you hear from heaven. We thank you for our brothers and our sisters for the, to the left and to the right. We thank you that you said if we ask anything according to your will, it will be done. And we thank you for new strength and new grace, oh God. And Lord, even when we come to the end of ourselves, we thank you for that beautiful place to be.
that then we can begin to access the supernatural grace and strength of the Lord. God, we love you today, and we thank you for all that you've done, for all that you're doing, and God, for all that you will do in the future, Lord. So we love you today. We pray for our friends and these young people from, for people from New Jersey. God, we pray that they would be representative of our generation and that they would be a young people who are strengthened by the power of the Lord, who are strengthened by the grace of the Lord. Lord, even as they go back to where they're from, God, we pray that they would go not in their own strength, but they would go under the mighty strength of the Lord. We love you and we thank you for this week. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Let's put our hands together and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.